Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to Toonami Preflight. For some reason I was looking at the television oh, instead of the camera I'm off to start. To the side. It's weird. Should we start over? No. Wah, 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 I think wah, 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 anyone wah, who's wah, watching is not gonna it's not gonna make that big of a difference if how smooth our intro is. What about the people who are watching on television now that we're also a, a television? If they're watching on television, broadcast. it's four in the morning and they don't have shit else to do anymore. Where are you gonna Thanks, go? Right. Where Stay are you gonna up. go? Nothing else on. You got us or oblivion, so it's us. Yeah, or uh, or infomercials. Rerun infomercials. On Nick night, I guess. Don't tell them there's a Fresh Prince rerun on. It's a bad one. We're though. definitely not as good as the Fresh Prince. I guess it's that Saturday, so this would really be Friday. There's nothing on. It's on four in the it's morning. There's nothing Saturday, so. on at all but us. So, so don't go you. anywhere. Don't Welcome. even think about it. Hello. Was that a good restart? Yeah. Good. So, so tonight's episode, we're going to talk about our episode. Yes, okay. not the yeah. episode of whatever other show you might have been referring to. Sure. Uh, we're going to be talking about the movie Colorful, the anime from 2010. As and we make our way through Paste Magazine's top 100 anime movies of all time. And then we are going to talk about our favorite movie afterlives. And then we're going to sneak peek a whole bunch of stuff coming up in tomorrow night's Toonami. And we have a one man's trash from Trash Man Indeed. extraordinaire, Gil Austin. Two trashes up this week. What yeah. did, I can't remember what you said. What it was <laughs> going to be tra- five trash cans. Just the number of trash cans. Yeah, have. yeah. it's like popcorns from <laughs> any movie review show. Sure. Okay, so uh, first, let's talk about the movie Colorful. <sighs> really cool cover. Yeah. Probably cooler than the movie, frankly. It loses a little bit in our graphics package. It just looks like a schmear. Um, so Colorful came out yeah. in 2010. Not a very colorful movie, either emotionally or color well, the, palette in of itself. The point of the movie is to live a colorful life, right? Isn't that yeah. what's said in that movie? One should strive to, to do a, so. And it was nominated for a Japanese uh, Academy Award and lost to... Um, uh, Oh, God. That other movie that won. Yeah, that other movie that won. Oh, man. The Borrowers. Secret of Arietti. Oh, yeah. It lost to The Secret of Arietti. Um, They are two pretty significantly different emotional tracks that you're on. Um, I guess people were looking for a hopeful light. I was going to say, arguably, the drama would be the one that would normally win. But, yeah, so it's a drama. It's based on a novel and directed by... By Kichi Hara. Who did Miss Hokusai most yeah. recently? And was a animation director for Doraemon and for um, Shinchen. Crayon Shinchen. Crayon Shinchen. So he mostly did comedies, which is weird. He must have just wanted to change a pace. They so. came to him. Sunrise came to him and said, "We want you to make this super depressing tale about <laughs> a young boy who commits suicide." 
because we really loved your Doraemon episode about the time when <laughs> the that kid level of hilarity you brought to bear on Doraemon would certainly translate well to this tale of suicide. Yeah. Um, so why don't you lay out the plot for us? So the movie starts with a spirit making its way through. It's like a POV making its way through a kind of way station, and you meet. Is like a train station? Yeah. yeah. And it's there's a bunch of people who are sort of milling about, and you learn that this soul is about to be sent back to Earth, and the soul's like, nah, I'm good. And uh, the basic idea is that the soul had something, made a bad mistake and had a bad life. So they're trying to put him or her back into a new body so that they can figure out what they did wrong, and they have six months to do it. So there's a this kid, um, Makoto, has killed himself, and it's they're putting this new soul into that body. So it starts with Makoto's parents crying over his body, and this new soul jumps in and is sort of trying to figure out what happened and who these people are and who he is. And he's just sort of faking I can't remember. it until he does, makes it. Does he just wake up like, oh, whoops, I didn't actually kill myself? Or does it like rewind time? No, no. They think they don't understand how he came back to life. But it's like they, they start with it and they're saying like, doctor, he's he's still yeah. here. And the, they run over. So it's like he really did come back from the dead. The dead, yeah. Um, and so Purapura is the spirit guide slash angel slash maybe not angel who sort of guiding him along the way to saying you need to figure out what's happened in your previous life and the mistakes that Makoto made so that you can sort of write your life and get things back on track emotionally. Um, so this is a shot of his family and this is a lot of the movie. Yeah. Around there. <laughs> it's a drama. I mean, it's just people talking. So his older brother is a really good student and has just sort of moved on from Makoto. He's like, we're done. You're a total fuck up and I'm right. tired of dealing with you. His dad is a salary man who is overworked and underpaid and Makoto sort of resents his father for that. And his mom cheated on his dad with a flamenco instructor. Oh man, you can't the let most the, cutting blow. Yeah. You can't let the flamenco dancer into your life. It's over once yeah. that happens. Impossible. Just, how to are come you back supposed from. to, how are you supposed to, I mean, how can any man hold, you know, hold his lady after a flamenco dancer is involved. Yeah. It's just, it's a done deal. Yeah. Unless you are also a flamenco Yeah. And dancer. then you have a better shot. It's the only chance. Yeah. Then you still arguably might lose it, but you have a better shot. Yeah. Then it's a fair fight. Yeah. Um, but so the spirit in Makoto's body starts feeling the same way Makoto did about his family and resenting the people for the same reasons. And you just sort of starts into this spiral and Purpura comes and says, Hey, remember you're supposed to actually be fixing this. And you only have six months because then not only will you die, but he will die as well. And that's sort of the kind of rock bottom of the yeah. sad times within the movie. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely feels like a, a story that was in, from a novel. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, nuance and there's a lot of sort of melodrama that I think it just feels novelistic just yeah. because of the like it just it doesn't feel like it was generated as an anime it feels like it, it what its source material was i mean the whole subject matter is more of like a novel you know what i mean um and then it's like he i guess ends up the meaning of life 
spoiler alert, ends up being make a friend and you won't feel so alone in the world is sort of, I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, kind of what I got. Yeah. Out of it's it. that he, cause he doesn't have a lot of friends. He's sort of a loner. Um, and it's it re- one, one girl that likes him because she was bullied like he was and they're there, but he can't like make a real connection with her. And then yeah, another, she girl, liked him better before when he was more suicidal than he is now. And another girl who kind of likes him, but then she turns out to be a, sort of selling herself for sex to older for, men, for clothes. Cause and she stuff. likes nice things. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun tale. Well, that that's based on a real yeah thing that happened in Japan. Um, but yeah, so it's like, but he ends up making friends with one sort of yeah boy, Saitome, who he tries to make friends with him earlier, and he's sort of pushing him away. But they make a real friendship, and he starts to see life has more meaning, and then it really sort of turns around. And then do we drop the biggest spoiler? It's fine, I think. I mean, yeah, the movie's been out the for soul seven, who, seven years goes into makoto's body is actually makoto's what would that really did that come as a surprise to you no but i mean because i mean i i because the, the immediately you go well what happened to the soul that was in the body right and they don't make any mention of like because it's kind of crazy that oh, don't worry just about like, that don't worry about the previous tenant of this apartment it's yours now like yeah that it's just like yeah i mean I he mean, killed himself but some, like that kid somebody's gonna let you live somewhere rent free for six months and it looks all busted, but they don't want to tell you anything about the former tenant? Yeah. Mm, sketchy. Fishiness. Would you have stayed? Do you think you would have, in in his place, would you have taken this journey to go back? Or would you have said, nah, what are you going to do? Really they don't really give him a choice. They kind of say, I mean, you could yeah. say no, but we're still, and he kicks Putting him down the, the elevator body. shaft and he falls into the body. <laughs> um what if he just woke up and killed himself again? <laughs> that you don't tell me what to do. That would have been an even sadder. It would have been a short movie. I don't know if it would have been sad, but it would have been a lot shorter. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> you sick bastard. Uh, we have, you pulled what, the trailer? There. For? Well, there's really not much out there. Um, I mean, you can actually buy this movie on Blu-ray and you can get it digitally, uh, I think, because it was nominated for a Japanese Academy Award. And it's held in high regard by you know anime fans um it looks completely beautiful they use a lot of different cool animation techniques especially for backgrounds and stuff um, yeah, it's like a lot of rotoscope sort of watercolor looking backgrounds and then yeah. the art they make in the movie is really that he, yeah he's a, he's a really good artist is his thing it's beautiful um but it's oddly hard to find any clips of it online or even trailers so what i found is a subtitled trailer from the original blu-ray release that's not even really a trailer it's more of a teaser and that's literally all i could find that was had any english on it at all so let's check that out you can see what this looks like they don't tell you a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. So the that interaction is the beginning of the the initial soul yeah. having the conversation with Purpur, right? Yeah. Um, and but he's not always nice. He's not like a he's like half the time he's like bitching at him and being like he's stop being so lame. You're su- you suck. Yeah, it's a little more motivational than that. He's he's the kick in the pants. That is motivational. Your managerial style yeah. is slightly different yeah. from uh, I think hey, the more gets traditional results. gets results. Sense. You need to put me in heaven. I'll motivate some assholes to come back and fix, fix their lives. Back squared away. Yeah. Cool. 
I, what did you think of the depiction of the afterlife? I liked as it. A bus station. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, me, that seems like the most depressing. Like to me, maybe it's just me, but I have a hard time imagining a more depressing. Well, that wasn't. I mean, that's, I mean yeah, but that's, that's the so pearly gates. It's well, I mean, not, but still, so it's it's purgatory. But right. even for purgatory, would you want to spend purgatory in a fucking bus station? Well, no, but if you're, if it's really a train station, but if it's... Would you want to spend purgatory at Penn Station? No, you'd go through purgatory and you make your choice. Yeah, but you might have to be in purgatory for a while. If you're in purgatory at all, you might have to be there for a while, no, traditionally. Not this kid. No, you're going straight to hell. I just right. meant in, the, in, in case you, like, save a child from a burning building or some drastic thing changes the course of where we know you're going to end up. If me up. and Ponyboy get together. Yeah, and- if something amazing happens and allows you to somewhat redeem all the disgusting things you've done, yeah. then maybe you'll go to purgatory for a while. And would you not be bummed out to be like, here I am in Penn Station eating Doritos and fucking, you know, old coffee for like a hundred years? It just seems depressing to me. Uh, nah. It's just no, think about all cool the world it. that's out there. You're cool with it. I mean, I think the point of purgatory is that it kind of sucks. Okay. But not too bad. You're not in a Greyhound station. <laughs> Greyhound, if you're looking for sponsor opportunities, give us a call. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd love to. We, we should. Well, I guess the this transitions us naturally into the topic of the day, which is what's your favorite movie afterlife? Because, you know, the the movie Colorful begins with, part of an afterlife it's not heaven or hell but it's some version of purgatory um and gill's opinion is that purgatory should be kind of a bummer i think by definition it's been a while since i've read my dante but i believe that by definition you mean since you read the fucking cliff's notes yeah even longer since then (laughs) the uh i mean it's a way station so i think that when you're doing it as a visual representation the most immediate uh, most immediately recognizable thing is some level of transportation. Well, this gets into a good and interesting question because I think that a lot of depictions of the afterlife in movies and certainly in television shows usually just rely on a few basic tropes. Right. It's shorthand usually, to get another story. Yeah, across. usually Judeo-Christian, you know, it's white in heaven, people have wings, things are nice. It's hot in hell, people are mean. Purgatory is boring. Those are like the yeah. standard things. And I really appreciate it when a movie or TV show takes on the afterlife and puts some real imagination into it because I feel that certainly those are what we've all, anyone in Western society has grown up with in the Judeo Christian tradition of the afterlife. But there are so many different other afterlifes in not only other religions in the world, but also you could, why not, you know, it could be anything. Um, unless you're a hardcore believer in the Bible, in which case you're, it's right on track. Yeah. But I like to imagine that it could be other things. So most of my choices revolve around that. <clears throat> my first choice is, speaking of purgatory, here's a very interesting purgatory. Uh, and this, of course, the Tim Burton classic Beetlejuice. Uh, so Beetlejuice is about a couple who have died and they they've they don't realize they're dead and they're ghosts who live in a house and a new family moves in and the ghosts want the family to leave because they think they're horrible people and the family wants to exercise the ghosts. The ghosts call on this creature, this otherworldly creature called Beetlejuice. Don't say it again. Who will help them. It has to be three times in a row. 
who will help them. It's like Candyman. You got to say Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> it's like Bloody Mary. You got to. Um, that was not real. Who I'm they think will exercise these humans. So it's really the exorcist, but reverse. Yeah. So it also has um, basically the reason that the two couple doesn't know that they're dead. The couple played by um, Gina Davis, Gina Davis, and Alec Baldwin. Um, they don't know they're dead because they never got the the handbook for the undead, which is what every dead person gets that kind of explains all the rules of the afterlife. And there's a heaven, there's a hell, there's a purgatory, there's people that can haunt and they have certain abilities and they have certain things they're supposed to do. And what I found interesting about it is so they go to figure out what the hell's going on. So they end up going to basically purgatory so they can see their caseworker to find out like what their deal is. And my, the hilarious thing I think about is that their this version of purgatory is the DMV basically, which is it, we, basically hell. <laughs> which I was gonna say they've certainly made. I mean, to it was, me, that's more hell. But in the '80s, for sure, DMV was synonymous with a miserable, yeah, Kafka esque nightmare of yeah. bureaucracy. Yeah. Now, at least in the city of Atlanta, it's a much more. Well, now, now it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, if you can go online and pre-register and all that stuff, but. Uh, so this is this scene is sort of laying the groundwork for so people kind of look how they looked when they died forever, which kind of sucks. <laughs> um, but this scene kind of lays the groundwork for the world of Beetlejuice. So ch- check this out. Adam, is this what happens when you die? This is what happens when you die. That is what happens when he dies. And that is what happens when they die. It's all very personal. And I'll tell you something. If I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have had my little accident. (laughs) I like the guy who hung himself just sort of drifting around and he dumps the papers on someone's desk. But yeah, for me, I thought there was a lot of uh, hilarious imagination put into this version of the afterlife, which I thought uh, was pretty wonderful. Obviously, Tim Burton... In his early days, anyway, we had a, had a yeah. lot of imagination to spare. Hopefully, they won't do a sequel to Beetlejuice, um, but they probably will. Maybe. Um, and then next up, a more traditional, well, sort of traditional version of <laughs> of the afterlife, and that is a vision of hell from the movie Hellraiser Two, Hellbound, uh, not Hellhound, which is what our graphic says, but Hellbound. Um, Hellraiser, written and directed by Clive Barker, is a pretty amazing horror classic, and Hellraiser 2 holds up to it. Um, Hellraiser 2 delves more into a little bit more of the backstory of the Cenobites, which are the demons, basically, who you call forth from the from the box when you solve the puzzle in Hellraiser. Um, it's cute. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, they uh this story focuses on a doctor who go who's crooked and his and his lover and they both are they he sort of sacrifices people to bring her back to life and sort of gives himself over to her and she brings him to hell in a key scene so this is their version of hell so uh check this out the god that sent me back the god i serve in this world and yours the god of flesh, hunger, and desire. My god. Leviathan, lord of the labyrinth. Oh. 
me, doctor. Help my daughter. Can you help her? <laughs> I love For that. Shit, love effects are. That is so that disturbing. Is. Uh, so yeah, it's certainly a vision of hell that feels actually terrifying. Yeah, not um, pleasant. Not like, say. oh, the devil with the pitchfork. But uh, she uses one of the many names for the devil, Leviathan. I like the fact that the light is black light, too. It's like yeah. the negative image of goodness. And the idea that hell would be just a giant, creepy labyrinth is pretty scary, too. Like, yeah. it just feels like completely hopeless. <laughs> um, so another cool vision of the afterlife. And then finally, it just feels germane because we're only 13 days as of this recording from new episodes of Twin Peaks. And that is, of course, the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks. Um, there's a White Lodge. In Twin Peaks, the afterlife is sort of... They don't necessarily call them heaven or hell, but there, you know, there are ghosts or creatures that come from other dimensions that possess people. And there is a White Lodge where good people go and good spirits are. And there's a Black Lodge where evil spirits uh live and that's where bob the main antagonist of the initial first two seasons of twin peaks spoiler came, alert came from not really I'm just kidding. um 25 years i think <laughs> yeah um so but i just think you know one of the things people always remember about twin peaks is the black lodge and just the way that i really it just you know it doesn't use any normal trope of what the afterlife is but it and it uses almost no special effects other than it's a room with red curtains and <laughs> zigzag lines and we pe- people talk backwards and somehow it still feels like otherworldly in a totally creepy way that i think is you know, only david lynch can sort of do that um so here is i think this is just one scene from Twin Peaks from uh, the Black Lodge. Check it out. I mean, I had... I would so hightail. Crazy. I would hightail it out of there too. Yeah, a long time before that, <laughs> like instantaneously. <laughs> but uh, also one of my favorite movie afterlifes, just because it's got so much imagination, and again, it doesn't rely on the normal sort of tropes or do you know? It just feels different, which I like. Um, so those are some of my favorite movie afterlives. Nice. Um, first for me was came down to a choice between two movies, and I was trying to decide which would annoy Jason more. Ooh. And the choice was between Field of Dreams Mm. and my actual pick, the 1989 Steven Spielberg, Always. You chose well. Um, Uh, Field of Dreams is actually a good movie. Right. Although it's a little... It's also baseball and it's... It's a little much. Yeah, but it's a good movie. But I mean, who didn't tear up having a catch with their dad? I didn't tear up. So, yeah. So who would be me? But it's it's still a good movie. Always. And it's got Darth Vader in it. Yeah. I mean, his voice anyway. So, uh, always is like I said, nineteen eighty nine. This afterlife is Richard Dreyfus is a um, bomber pilot for the Forest Service. So they fly in and drop uh, anti fire foam and water and other things on forest fires. And so he dies and comes back as a sort of guardian angel, and he thinks to sort of 
write what happened in his life, and it's really to sort of help this other man live his life. And so it's sort of the choice between being selfish and knowing that you can't actually, you can impact people's lives, but it can't help you because you're dead. Um, and then going against what would be your own best interest. So this is Audrey Hepburn's last movie before she died. Way to go out with a whimper, Audrey. Um, and uh, she plays a sort of god or angel uh, figure, and she's the sort of spirit guide of Richard Dreyfus going along. And it's a remake of an old movie that Steven Spielberg and Richard Dreyfus talked about evidently when they were making Jaws, which is a guy named Joe, and that they wanted to remake it. So then, isn't Spencer Tracy in a guy named Joe? Yeah. So I'd it's say, a I'd lot of. Say little... you're kind of trading down from Spencer Tracy to to Richard Dreyfus. Not that I dislike Richard Dreyfus, but he's no Spencer Tracy. It's really more of a championing of Spencer Tracy than a <laughs> dinging of Richard Dreyfus. I think even Richard Dreyfus would probably say that that's an accurate <laughs> representation. Um, but this is the trailer for Always, which this movie is definitely schmaltzy and not Steven Spielberg's best movie. But this trailer certainly makes it look worse than it is. I tried to find some scenes and there really weren't any on YouTube. Um, so let's check out this really drippy trailer for Always. Mayday, mayday, we have a major blow on that state line. Big cut off. Tanker base, tanker base. Fireballs, we got a situation here. Peter Shine, Peter, how much fuel you got left? I love it in the kitchen, baby. Negative, Sandage. Get out of the sky. He was the luckiest flyer alive. Oh, this is good. I was rusty on panic. You magnificent pagan god! Where'd you get that oil on your face? Where? Well, it's here. It's here. It is terrible. So tell me you love me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, tell me, tell me! Then one day... Pete, that dive is way too steep! Pete! In a world of fire... I know you can't see me. But I'm right here. Nothing is forever. That's my girl, pal. But a love can last. To us. Always. From director Steven Spielberg. Always. That movie's touching and it's funny. Um, but what I like Starting about Starting the jag off from jag. Yeah. Good pick, Spielberg. He's like the fifth star. It's really um, Holly Hunter, Richard Dreyfus, and John Goodman, and then Tall, Dark, and Handsome. He evidently wanted to make, Spielberg wanted to make it with um, Paul Newman and um, Robert Redford, but they both wanted to play the Richard Dreyfus character. So then they just. Who did he want? He wanted. He wanted Paul Newman to play the Richard Dreyfus character and Robert Redford to play the the new guy. Yeah, and he was like, I'm an old man. (laughs) <laughs> I think it would have been a totally different movie if Paul Newman had played the Richard Dreyfuss role. Yeah, it wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have been anywhere near yuckies. as schmaltzy. Well, yeah, because Paul Newman, he ain't, he's never was schmaltzy. Right. He would have been like, turn it, come on, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Um, but I do like that he comes back as a guardian angel and that it's, it's the life story of figuring out 
that you need to help others to move on. It's What's the vision attention. of the afterlife in this movie? I can't remember. It's this. It's that it's, God is your barber and that you're... In just in a big forest. Yeah, that it's... Well, this is that it's sort of his life. So it's your, your afterlife, or your purgatory, rather, is... You never see the afterlife, but your purgatory is your life, sort of. So whatever you're doing in your life is how I gotcha. the angels come and greet you. So for him, it's the smoking... <laughs> fiery environment and that you're sent back to earth what a bag of shit cool uh next for me is another tim burton movie 2005's corpse bride um what i like afterlife for this is that the world is depicted as a super gray depressing awful place and that the what do they call it it's the land before time <laughs> no the land of the dead is so it's the land of the dead and the land of the living the land of the dead is super bright happy place and the land of the living is a super sad uh depressing gray place sounds sounds good to me so it's what i'm hoping is mirrors actual life as well um, <laughs> not for you you're going to hell yeah yeah the land of the dead i mean but they don't there's no definition what happens to bad people that go to the land of the there dead? are no bad people it's just dead people uh, i'm not in then um, so Johnny, Don't buy it. Sorry. Johnny Depp is a groom who is practicing his wedding vows because of the sort of um, uh, ceremony, the rehearsal, isn't going very well. So he goes out to the woods and he puts his ring on a tree limb. And it turns out that that's actually Helena Bonham Carter's dead hand. And she's like, oh, great, we're married, because he says his vows. So she takes him down to the land of the dead, and there's an ongoing sort of uh, who should he marry, who, whose intentions are true, who's there for the right reasons if you're a watcher of The Bachelor. Um, and it really <laughs> is just figuring out sort of what does it mean to be alive, what happens when you die, and the land of the dead is really a joyous sort of place. And Johnny Depp is kind of caught between two women. Um, he doesn't really want to be with Helena Bonham Carter until he's not, and then sort of vice versa. And his, he is a, he comes from a family that's sort of new money, and he's marrying into Emily Watson's family, which is uh, an on-the-outs good family, quote-unquote. So it's, their marriage is sort of starting from a rocky place, um, but it ends up, that the real question comes down to what is love? Um, Cause he's decided that he's going to actually drink poison and die and really become dead. And then he's going to marry Helena Bonham Carter. Um, and there's a very sweet uh, duet piano scene that mm. I did not play because uh, I didn't want to see Jason cry again mm. on the show. So instead we I have uh, the trailer for corpse bride. Tomorrow Victoria. We are to be. Married. You may kiss the bride. Marvelous news, daughter. There'll be a wedding after all. Can the living marry the dead? <laughs> Darling, where are you going? Dead. Rising to the occasion. Hilarious. Um, 
I like this movie. I think it's cute. It's all right. I think it's his worst animated movie, but still good. Yeah. I mean, but in terms of Tim Burton Afterlife's <laughs> animated movies, it's probably I I wonder, could you have just done Nightmare Before Christmas? That's not that's not kind of another world. That's not yeah. really the afterlife. It, that's yeah. That's yeah. more like just yeah. different parallel yeah. universes almost. Mm-hmm. Door of yeah, room gotcha. of thirteen doors kind of scenario. Gotcha. Um, and last for me, my saving best for last is nineteen ninety one Albert Brooks defending your life, which is probably my favorite movie afterlife. Um, I really like this movie. I think probably watching mm. it now, it's. Too dated to be. There's some jokes that good, don't like, play now. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it. It's still. I mean, the act the actors that are in it are amazing, and it's a funny script. But it definitely is feels. I mean, it's 91, but it feels 80s. Yeah, as hell. Um, yeah. But huh, did you see what I did in there? I didn't even walked into that one. Good job. Um, so the, the idea with this is that Albert Brooks is a kind of puts advertising executive and he dies on i think his 39th birthday or maybe it's his 40th birthday he gets hit by a bus after buying a new car a bmw no less good for him um he's doing very well and he uh he goes to judgment city and so the idea is that people on earth use a very small percentage of their brains somewhere in the three to five percent range and once you start using more of your brain and conquering your fear, you move on to the next step. And they never really get into what that is. So in Judgment City, it's sort of run by a public defender's office almost and a DA's office. And even though they keep saying it's not a trial, it basically is. There's judges who are there. They show pieces from or days from your life in a video screening uh, environment. And the whole point is to figure out, have you conquered your fear, which little brains is what they call them. That's the sort of fundamental problem that everybody faces is how much fear they have. So Meryl Streep is a, everybody loves her. She has, it's like three or four days, which is a really small number of days that they're looking at. Albert Brooks has nine days that they're looking at. And every time you tell somebody that they're all sort of taken back. Albert Brooks is sort of riddled with fear and it's their meet cute love story in this judgment city along with just some hilarious self-deprecating humor of albert brooks who wrote and directed it as well uh this scene that we're about to show they've there the prosecution is showing a day from his life where he was taking a job we're going on a job interview and he's sort of role-playing with his wife and they've set a salary of sixty-five thousand dollars is the absolute minimum that he'll take for the job so he's going back and forth with his wife and they, she's trying to lowball him and he doesn't take it in the actual day, he's offered $49,000, and he stands up and shakes the guy's hand. It's like, I'll take it. So then they're coming back from that, and that this is that scene from Defending Your Life. It's a lot of setup. Well, it doesn't make sense if you don't see the thing. And it's- Maybe it pick a better there. scene. I think you're going to eat those words when we come back from okay, this clip. gotcha. Why did you cave in so fast? I'm just curious. Why did you accept so much less money than you wanted and do it so quickly? Here we go again with money. Obviously, this is all about money. Look, I'm guilty. I didn't make enough money, okay? Call me a hippie, send me to hell. I give up. You keep thinking it's about money, but it's about fear. If you want to make it about money, you may do so, but we're looking at fear. What was I afraid of? You tell me. I have nothing more to say at this time. Mr. Stanley, I'm fine. 
I can't believe it. And you didn't want to toot your own horn. Would you like to show something, Mr. Miller? I got a raise six months later. Well, if you'd like to show that, you let us know. Ms. Foster? Uh, your Honors, at this time, I'd like to present a compilation of general misjudgments. Half of them fear-based, half of them just stupid. I've assembled 164 misjudgments over a 12-year period. That part's pretty good, but you didn't need any of the setup. Well, you need to sort she of explain said, what the movie was. Here's some misjudgments. All it is is just, then it's too short. Evidently, you know, he just shouldn't have done chores because half of those things were chores. Right. <laughs> he, uh, he didn't make good decisions, basically, yeah. in life, but he is redeemed later on. And I'm not going to spoil it because you should see the movie. It's lovely. It's a good movie. I like, I like Defending Your Life. Yeah. It's amusing. Um, Rip Torn is his normal uh, lawyer, but he was trapped near the inner circle of thought or something like that. Uh, and so that is his fill-in attorney who sucks. I don't want to toot my own horn, but... Uh, well, let's check out what some of your favorite movie afterlifes were. Let's check out the Adult Swim Facebook Top 5. What dreams may come... Come on, guys. <laughs> um, Beetlejuice. That movie looks awesome. It's just not. It's just, yeah. I mean, it does look beautiful. If you, I don't know if I want to live in an oil painting, though. Uh, Beetlejuice. With Robin Williams. <laughs> this is the end. Uh, that's the true. That, that, that was not an afterlife. That was the it's apocalypse. Post-apo- yeah, that's post-apocalyptic. Uh, the Book of Life, which, yeah. And Enter the Void, which, again... I guess at the end, they do sort of go into the afterlife, sort of. Well, I love the movie, so I can't really complain. Yeah. Um, interesting choices. I think also it's a little bit of, are you picking your favorite depiction of the afterlife or your favorite movie that deals in some way with the afterlife? I think we were we meant depiction. We really yeah. dialed it in, and I don't know that that level of specificity came through um, in the Adult Swim let's, Facebook Let's choices. check out the Toonami Facebook top five and see if they got any closer. Six Sense, they don't really show the afterlife, but it is about people. Edge of Tomorrow, oh. which is in no way shows the afterlife That's at all. It's the same thing as like Groundhog Day is your yeah. favorite afterlife movie. Yeah, uh, What Dreams May Come. The Fountain does have a pretty yeah. amazing afterlife thing. And Cloud yeah. Atlas technically is about people reincarnating, So it's but they don't really show heaven. Um, but an interesting Except- movie. Um, so yeah, interesting choices for our weird topic that we threw at you guys. Uh, and <laughs> now, never really explain. Yeah, so let's go to our sneak peeks for this week. We got a whole bunch of stuff um, to show you. So first up, we have a topical. Is this the finale promo for Sam Jack? I believe it's for episode nine, penultimate so, episode. Yeah, so we have the a promo for the penultimate episode of Samurai Jack, which will air tomorrow night at eleven p.m. Check it out. On the next episode of Samurai Jack. I know this place. Samurai Jack, Saturday at 11 p.m. Only Toonami on Adult Swim.
Jack stubs his the, toe. Uh, the interesting aspects of the episode are inversely proportionate with the interesting topicals we're allowed to make for it. <laughs> As we get closer and closer to the end, uh, the secrets are more closely guarded. Yeah, we ain't telling and you so nothing. You see Jack walking. I'm just going to have to find out. Um, Jackman walking. Jackman walking. And then uh, we also have a topical for... I don't know which episode of Dragon Ball uh, Super it is, but that will be airing Saturday night. 16? Saturday night at 11.30. Let's check this out. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. Welcome back, Whis. Everything is in order. Hey! What's up, pal? Kakarot. Our first task is to change Lord Beerus' sheets and blanket. If you get sloppy and wake him, it could cost us our lives. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11.30. Come on, hurry up! They're going so on purpose! This isn't funny! Almost done! It's a bit <laughs> of a weird Vegeta spreading, spreading blankets, yeah. not something I thought I'd see. Um, and then, of course, we are now, I think, three or four episodes into Attack on Titan. Yeah, this is four. Um, so this is our topical for episode four of Attack on Titan, which will air tomorrow night at 12.30 a.m. On the next all-new episode of Attack on Titan, everyone's anticipating an attack, but all there is to do is wait. And once it begins, all hell breaks loose. Time is running out, and hope is running thin. But Amir has a secret, and she may not be able to keep it much longer. Get ready for a new episode of Attack on Titan, Saturday night at 12.30, only Toonami on Adult Swim. Attack on Titan still great if you liked the first season of Attack on Titan. And who didn't? And then finally, uh, we have a premiere music video from Strand of Oaks who sent us this cool animated music video they did for their song, Everything. Uh, we're going to air this tomorrow night, but we're giving you a sneak peek of it right now. So let's check out Strand of Oaks, Everything.
That's sweet. I've not seen that one. Animated by Chad Van Galen, who's done a lot of stuff with Adult Swim. Uh, is a friend of the family, as it were. Excellent work, Chad. Shout out. Indeed. And then finally, we're going to close out the episode with one of somebody's favorite segments, and that is, is One Man's Trash. Is it your favorite segment? No. One Man's Trash, in which our resident trash man, trash humper, humps a game and does something completely pointless. So what 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 uh, what'd you do this time? So what'd you do? So I was playing Breath of the Wild, which I enjoyed. The greatly. new Zelda game. The new Zelda for the Switch. For the Switch, also for the Wii U, but really, yeah. really to move switches. Yeah. Uh, since no one no moved, one gives a shit about Wii U's. No yeah. one moved themselves into yeah. a Wii U, um, <laughs> except of course me. Um, so. What I decided to do was do all 120 shrines, which if you're not familiar with the game, they it's the open world Zelda game, and so they've changed the setup to where instead of getting heart pieces for finishing levels, you get little spirit orbs for doing shrines. And every time you get four, you choose between getting a stamina vessel or a heart vessel. And in a total crock of shit, they only let you get three stamina wheels so eventually you just have to get heart pieces, but it's, it's a waste. Um, so this is me getting all 120 shrines. Really, to finish the game, you need somewhere in the 60-ish range to have enough life and stamina to really be able to get through without any real problems. Now you so, could do it without any of it. You would just have to have tons of potions to yeah. help yourself. You can finish. You can go from the very beginning, go and fight Ganon with only three hearts and the... Yeah. Stick and whatever yeah. weapons you pick up along the way. Uh, I may try that at some point just to see how long it would take. Why not? But I think it would take a really, really, really obviously long time. Obviously, your personal time is not something you hold at a premium anyway. Never so have. You might as well. Um, so let's check out an even deeper dive up my own ass for finding Whew. all the shrines in Breath of the Wild. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of One Man's Trash, where I shine a bright light on the dark things no one wants to see. Today we're playing Breath of the Wild, the new Zelda game for the Nintendo Switch, or actually for the Wii U too, but come on, for the Nintendo Switch. This game is super fun, and if you're not aware, it's a giant open world Zelda game, and you're free to do a bunch of stuff you've never been able to do with Link. You pretty much can go anywhere with him because it's an open world game. One of the biggest changes they've made for this game is the addition of shrines in the world. And the first four shrines you have to do because they give you your rune powers. And the rest of the shrines you get to do. Or if you're me, you also have to do. The shrines are scattered all over the world. And sometimes it's a puzzle you have to solve. Sometimes it's more of a task. And sometimes finding the shrine itself is such a pain in the ass that you just walk in and succeed. But you get a spirit orb when you finish, and when you get four spirit orbs, you can turn those in for either a heart container or a stamina container, because unlike other Zelda games, you don't get a heart container for finishing a dungeon. You only get them for doing four shrines. You need more stamina for running, climbing mountains, taming horses, swimming so you don't drown, hanging onto your paraglider. So the more stamina you have, the more things you can go and do without dying, which is good. And heart containers obviously keep you alive. So the more heart containers you have, the longer you can fight without dying and without having to eat something to stay alive. If you want to get the Master Sword, you actually need 13 hearts total to get the Master Sword. Other than that, you 
kind of can get along with probably anywhere from 10 to 15 heart containers, and then it's just however much stamina you want. So pretty much 50 or 60 shrines is the most that you would really need to do to do everything in the game. With proper utilization of my superior skills, I see no reason why we couldn't easily dispense with Ganon. Unless you want to do all 120 shrines, in which case you better strap in, because it's a long ride. You do get a special armor set, the Wild Armor, where you look more like the traditional Link in all the other Zelda games. But I didn't know that at the beginning, so I really just went into it as a total one-man's trash pointless venture. Ah! Except it's not really a pointless venture, because the shrines are actually super fun. It's a really good balance of puzzles that are hard to figure out, but rewarding when you get it. And then actually finding the shrines and then sometimes fighting harder and harder guardians. So 120 scattered all over the world is a lot. And some of them you actually have to do quests to have shrine quests to find. They're hidden and your Sheikah slate won't go off. But for the most part, you can kind of just wander and wait for your Sheikah slate sensor to go off and then hone in on it and find the shrine. But there are some shrines that just kind of suck. And those are the ones that are motion controlled, accelerometer based, because they want you to be super precise. And this is not a super precise machine. So you're just are kind of stuck banging it around until it finally works. But for the most part, they actually are really fun. And this is a pretty small quibble, but I do wish that the animation or what they say at the end was a little different. Because after you see the glass box explode 120 times and they say the same thing over and over again, even skipping it gets kind of boring. But, like I said, that's a pretty small quibble. But walking around and having your Sheikah Slate sensor go off only gets you so far. And even getting the quests, sometimes you don't know where you're going. So I got myself a handy map, and then I Xeroxed that map so I could take it home. And then I honed in on a couple of other items to figure out where the last 10 are. Um, so I did get a guide and get some help. But for the most part, I think you probably could do... You can get a hundred or so probably just wandering around, which is the people who absolutely love this game, that's what they like, is just being out in the world and wandering and finding everything. I wanted to sort of speed it along because I didn't really totally love the world and want to spend the rest of my entire life in there. Another thing that's a little weird is even if you've finished a shrine that's one of the shrine quests, if you didn't actually get the quest, it doesn't count towards your total. So you can finish with all the shrines and not have all the shrine quests until you go talk to the quest giver and then it automatically completes it. So that was a little strange, uh, but not really a problem. And while I did get all 120 shrines and get my sweet wild armor set, I did not do all 900 Korok seeds because uh, I th feel like I got all of the upgrade slots that I needed and I still had about 812 more Korok seeds to go. So. Maybe in another year I'll go and do that, but I don't even think I'm that crazy. Give it a rest. If you have something fun or dumb for me to do in a video game, hit me up at StupidGill and let me know. Thanks! What you think? I'm, I'm amazed. I mean, I'm playing the game now, and there's no way in hell I'm going to get 120 shrines. I don't... I, I mean... I probably have almost 60. I, ba I bet I won't even get to 100. I bet I won't even get to 75, really. But uh, You need enough stamina to be able to climb up things, and you need probably 
10 hearts to survive, yeah. then it's just whether or not you want to get the Master Sword. So then yeah. that's 14. 13. 13. But um, you don't need to have... You can uh, you can do that fake out with the Master right. Sword, which so, is what I did. I, I, had, I had eight hearts, but I had enough stamina... I went, there's a particular shrine you can go to and give up you, stamina right. for hearts. And so I got just enough to pull out the Master Sword, then I went back and readjusted. <laughs> so if you want to get the Master Sword, it's 40 shrines. And you don't have to have it to finish the game, but, but it, it certainly helps immensely. makes yeah. things faster. Um, so, But you liked the game overall? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't think it's my favorite game of all time nor the best game ever made, which is what a lot of people are saying. Where does it stand in the Zelda pantheon for you? Um, I mean, it's that and Ocarina. Wind Waker. Uh, where's and Ocarina? O- and I mean, those are kind of a three-way Majora's tie, I think. Mask Majora's and- Mask, I think, is below Ocarina, Wind Waker, and Breath of the Wild. Um, I think that they did a lot of interesting things. There's just also a lot of annoying things in mm. this game to keep it from yeah. being a perfect game. I'm enjoying me. it. I'm, I'm um, playing it myself right now. It's really fun. But yeah, it's uh, it got I, me to buy. Did you play Twilight Princess? Yeah, the, I mean, I started. I didn't finish. That's why. I, yeah, that's why I was like, no. Um, so why didn't you do the 1,000 Kokoro seeds? One, there's only 900. Oh, sorry. And okay, two, well then, there you go. Even less of an excuse. Because fuck not do that. It. I mean, I. So what the hell else you got to do? I finished. <laughs> it's like when you collected all the pigeons in Grand Theft Auto. Well, there's only a hundred of those. If there were 300, I think I would do it. That's what I was trying to think what the cutoff number would be. <laughs> How crazy am I? And it turns out the over-under on my insanity is 300. Uh, okay. uh, for every area you find, boss you beat, um, Korok seed you find, and shrine you do, each of those is approximately 0.08% of the game's completion. Mm. And then... <laughs> So I finished the game, found probably most of the things. I don't, there's not a checklist, so I don't know. Yeah. But I went. I feel like I went everywhere in the map. Found all the shrines and did them. Beat all the bosses. And my, I think my game percentage completion was like 28%. Because <laughs> I only found stupid. 88-ish Korok seeds, which was enough to get me all but the last two melee updates. I didn't get a single shield inventory slot increase until the very end of the game when I was just like yeah sure why not I'll just get these gift certificate Korok seeds out of here <laughs> and I got I think two bows free so drink there's Korok no, seeds there's no purpose at all in it but it's way yeah. too much time for even me to do that I got not even 10% of them Yeah, and I played the ever loving shit out of the game yeah. it's like that's hats off Korok seeds I uh, <laughs> admit defeat <laughs> If it was 300, I would do it off and on and take, like, yeah. six months and do it and do it as a one-man trash. But even I'm not that fucking well, bananas. excellent work. And thank, thank you, you for taking us on a tour through one man's mind. Indeed. And that's it for this episode of Toonami Preflight. Thank you for watching. Keep in mind, if you do want to hear this, there will be a podcast you can get on iTunes. Or you wherever just podcasts li- are sold listen for free. To our, listen to our wonderful voice. And then uh, we'll also be airing at 4 a.m. in a shortened version. Friday nights at 4 a.m.? Friday nights at 4 a.m., yeah. And if you're watching that shortened version and for some reason you just didn't get nearly enough to come back to go to adultswim.com and streams. Or tsunami.com slash preflight. Yeah, and you'll find us. 
Thanks. We'll I think see that you was confusing week. enough to where even if you were watching, you have no clue we'll what's happening. We'll see. We'll be right there next to you wherever you are. In your mind. <laughs> telling see, you see things you, next you don't want to hear. <laughs> Bye. For stuff you don't care about. Tsunami. Every Saturday night from 11 to 3.30.